It's time for Loud Pipes. The podcast that brings you the best conversations relating to motorcycles, the riding experience, and other motoring adventures. Here are your hosts for this episode, Rich Warfield and John Maracle. Pipes, episode 162. John has taken a monster road trip to West Virginia. I have a track day coming up. It's going to be my second track day. Same place, same bike. And my goodness, has it been hot? <laughs> well, welcome to summer. Welcome to summer in the South. Johnny what? John, what's going on, man? Man, I just got back from a nice weekend of riding with the group. And we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, you're fresh, fresh off a trip. Fresh off a trip. I want to talk about you getting ready for, I hear you got this little, you're going to take the girlfriend out for a little spin around the track again. We are, we are. And we got to talk about a meetup. A meetup upcoming, that's right. Before we get to that, I would like to know, what is in your glass? Water. Water. Gotta rehydrate, man. It was it was hot coming home today. <laughs> well, unlike you, that were sitting in the garage, probably just or in the house, you know, running around chasing the boys around the house, you know. So you probably got what, Sammy? No, I hate to say it. I'm in the same boat as you. Glass of water, and I I do have a actually a mug of coffee too. Well, you do need to get yourself ready for the coming weekends, and it's hot, so. Yeah, we'll let this one slide. It'll be full-on hydration mode this week. That's for sure. Yeah. Yes, it is. Sure, it will be. All right. So, let's let's not forget our contest. I wanted to remind everyone before we get too far. What contest is that? And that you can win a free day rental or a free rental day on Twisted Road. So remember, we had Austin on the show two, episodes, two episodes ago. Yeah, 160. Oh, look at that. TD is on it. So just a reminder on what we're looking for, you need to go to twistedroad.com and find a FJ09 in Charlotte to 2017. And you will email us at feedback at rdubstudios.com and let us know what color the bike is and how much it is per day. So at the end of this contest, which is 30 days from when we released it, we will draw a winner at random. That's awesome. and and. Continue on. I'll bring something up there about twisted roads. Continue on, though. Okay. All right. And I will say the the odds of winning this are going to be pretty good because so far the entries have been a little on the thin side. So, so get your entry in if you're interested. All right, John. Yes, sir. I'm hunting Wait. for the button. This one. We're going to have to replace that with a track day flyby or something. Oh, yeah? You think? Would probably be good. That'd be good. <laughs> the Loud Pipes Racing one, maybe? Sure. Sure. So, so talking about rentals real quick, let me can, can back up for a second. Yeah. Uh, Can-Am joined up with 
another kind of like twisted roads. I'm kind of going trying to go against um, Austin. Austin. <laughs> um, and twisted roads, but uh, Truro, T U R O, has signed up an agreement with KM to uh, doing. They're they're like a competitive to twisted roads where you can rent cars and bikes. And there are certain places you can get uh, rent the. Uh, so they're adding Can-Am to that? Can-Am to some of the stuff. I mean, it's mostly in California. Um, I think some of it's, it's, it's limited where it's at, but it's kind of started starting to grow up and they had a big announcement. All right. Well, something to watch out for. And maybe that's something Austin can add in the future. Yep. So anyways, all right. Sorry about that little sidetrack. Let's talk about your track day. Track day coming up. Number two. All right. So, so. Did you, I know in past episodes, you talked about you had a little leakage coming out from the, uh, the girlfriend. Did you find that leak? <laughs> Boy, that sounds really weird. <laughs> leakage out of the girlfriend. Uh, yeah, it was Aunt antifreeze <laughs> and it surfaced at the last track day towards the end of the day. I noticed a, a couple of spots of antifreeze on the side of the bike, uh, later in the sessions and you know, it wasn't very much, so it didn't didn't seem like a hazard hazard or anything. But then after the track day, you know, the bike sat for a couple of weeks, and then I rode it on the street, and then I come back home that day, parked in the garage, and then there was a big puddle on the floor. Ooh, that's so, not good. So yeah, so the what it turns out there's a little, I guess it's a high pressure relief fitting on the water pump, like a the cover on the outside of the water pump. Okay. So you've got your main inlet line, your main outlet, and then there's a small, like a real small quarter inch fitting um, on the top. So I was doing some research and it, it seems that's a, a common failure. And even pretty early on in the bike's life, like as early as four to four to five years from when they were new, um, that, that fitting is just pressed into the case. You know, it's not threaded or anything. It's just press fit. And then over time they leak. So that's all it was. Ordered a new cover, 40 bucks, done. Well, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. And yeah, now the girlfriend's not leaking anything, John. Did did you take it out for a spin yet? <laughs> not out on the road, but it was leaking bad enough before I replaced the cover that all you had to do was start it up and let it idle and it would start dripping. Okay. No more so. dripping. So yeah, I need to take it out and thrash it and just make sure under high RPM it doesn't start weeping or anything cool so since you're about ready to go i mean what are you going to do different from your since this is your second one what are you going to do different this time or try differently so so what i'm working on this time is going to be a little bit of body positioning and trying to get more lean out of the bike okay so i'm going going for the old knee down this time all right and is Alan joining you this time or not sure yet or? Um, I think so. He, he's got a couple of things that might step on his plans, but as of now, he's still still planning to go. All right. I know Ape is going. Cool. With his Aprilia? He's got the Aprilia RSV Mille. Yeah, now, now uh, what do you got to do to the girlfriend to get her ready to go? Uh, let's see. Prep list. So course i have to put the body work back on but i'm not going to do that until i take a little check ride so i probably won't do anything else on the bike until i can ride it tomorrow or tuesday 
and then it'll be just the normal kind of track day readiness, get the mirrors off, tape up the lights, unplug the lights, you know, make sure the body works all screwed on tight. Uh, I checked the oil, so there's no need to undo the any of the safety wiring and the cap, so the oil is good. Antifreeze is good. Actually, I'm just going to put water in it this time. <laughs> just going to run it with plain water. So th- that's a question I'd have to ask. Yeah. Wouldn't that be... I mean, the water's going to boil a lot faster than an antifreeze. It will. So don't you have to worry about a case of overheating the bike? Um, well, it's under pressure, so it boils higher than than 212. So I don't, I don't know what the boiling point is, but from what I understand, because the systems are pressurized, shouldn't, okay. shouldn't boil. But that's it's something I thought about. I was going to put water wetter in it. Instead of antifreeze. So okay. I'm on the fence. I might do that. It's in my Amazon cart. I just haven't pushed a button. <laughs> okay. There's just one of those things that, what was I doing? Talking with somebody and they're like, wouldn't that, you know, overheat and stuff? That's just one of those things I just kind of curious. Is. Yeah. Well, the other thing is because the, because it's at the track and you're always moving, I don't know what the temperature was last time I rode, but I think your your chance of it overheating are less. If I was going to try and ride it around town here in all this heat, I probably wouldn't do that. Right. But where it's going to be only run for 20 minutes at a time and at speed, I think it'll be fine. And I know a lot of people do run water for track days. So. Yeah, and I think when you move up to the next class, you got to go to water, right? You can't run antifreeze, am I right? Correct. If I was to move up to intermediate, I would have to run just water or the alternatives, the water wetter type stuff. Okay. Yep. yep. All right. So, uh, hydrating yourself, getting stuff all ready. Um, hydrating. Yep. So other things I got to do on the bike is I bought real, I don't know if real is the right word, but I bought vinyl race numbers for the bike. Okay. So once I tape up the headlights, I will put those numbers on. And I'm going to trim it. It just touches the headlights a little bit. So I'm going to just apply it so that the numbers stay on the bike. Because they're good, thick, thick vinyl numbers. And which number are you going with again? Same one, 200. 200. 200. 200. Hmm. Where'd you come up with 200? (laughs) I was trying to think of that earlier. Bryce was asking me. And I think the 200 came from the year of the bike. Because the bike's a 2000. So I think it was going 200 because of that. Okay. Now, are the boys going to come out and watch Dad run again? I don't know. We're not sure yet. We're not sure. Okay. okay. Yeah, All right. Got to figure that out because, of course, you know, Mama will have to be there or somebody to watch him while I'm on the track. So I haven't figured that out yet. I just, I'll call Abe this week, see what he's doing. Yeah. Plan wise, if the whole family's going or if it's just him. Maybe it's Mrs. Or and Tracy's going, she'd, you and he should, she'd watch him help out. She loves watching grandkids. Yeah, if she's going, that's an option. I mean, I would hate to put that on her all day, but um, that's at least an option, I think, if she's going. If not, then then it's out unless Mrs. wants to go. Right. But yeah, bike bike's ready to go. Everything's in good shape because I haven't really ridden it since the last track day, but I did clean the chain recently. So the chain's clean and lubed. Uh, brakes were new brakes tires 
and brake fluid was all new before the last track day. So all that stuff's in good shape. Levels are good. Yeah, bike's ready to rock. Well, that's really awesome here. Yeah, I bought some more gear. More gear. <laughs> Uh-oh. What'd you buy this time? Well, not big gear, but I did buy a a big tub to put all my stuff in because I saw Alan did that for inspection as he had his you know, his leather suit, his helmet, his gloves and boots and everything just in one of these big plastic tubs. So I thought that was a pretty good idea. So I bought one of those, bought a giant, probably a little too big. I bought this 30-gallon Craftsman tub earlier today. Oh, it always comes in handy. Yeah. So I put all my stuff in there and then you just carry it up to inspection. And and then I also bought a just an inexpensive 10 by 10 canopy. And that's mainly in case Alan doesn't make it because he was there with his RV and his canopy last time. So if he's not there, then I don't want to sit out in the sun. Yeah, that especially in July, in the south, sun, yep. yeah. It's going to be in the 90s, and it's going to be humid. Just a tad. So I'm, I'm hydrating. I think you and I talked earlier, I've got 48 bottles of water, 12 bottles yep. of Gatorade. And a couple of yinglings for when you win, of course. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that when I got back, and I recommended the, you know, don't you look at the core water and you look at smart water. And so that's either one of those, I think, are real good to rehydrate you. I mean, you know, Gatorade's designed to do that, but like I said, Gatorade has a sweetness in it. So it kind of got the sugar. So it might. Yeah, I got to go with the sugar. That's right. So that's kind of one of those things. So. Yep. So, so I guess last thing on the track day is just I'm going back to the same track and the operator is called uh, sport bike track time. And what was it, 160 bucks for the day? So it's a different uh, group this time. Yeah. Different group, same track, but different company. Okay. Good. You get reviews about this company or. I think so. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't look at it too much. I'm, I think this is the other one that, that Charlie recommended when I was at motorcycles with Charlotte. A couple okay. months ago. Um, or maybe it wasn't that one. I don't know. But he mentioned PRE and one other one. And I think this was the second one. Okay. But yeah, it should be fun. And I think, so long term, you and I were talking. I'm going to have a problem getting to some of the other tracks I wanted to this year. Right. Because I didn't realize how expensive they were. <laughs> What'd you expect? It was going to be cheap or something? Well, I wanted to do Road Atlanta and Barber, but Road Atlanta is two sixty a day, and Barber is like two eighty. So it's big, big name tracks. You know, they got to pay all the big bucks for the ghost tracks. Oh gosh, I mean, n- nearly three hundred dollars a day for the track day. Like that's that's two to one for CMP. Yeah, how much is VRR? I think that was less than two hundred, but it was it was more than than Kershaw, but yeah, less than two hundred. Well, since you're, it's you know, you, I know you want to expand your tracks and where you go, but you know, why not just go down there and, and get better and better and and yeah, and that's what I'm thinking. That's and that's why I decided to go back to CMP again. Is you know, let's go back to a place that I've been to. I'll have some familiarity. I won't be starting from scratch. You know, I can work on riding technique, cornering smoothly, you know, trying to get more lean in the bike. 
you know, I'm not really trying to go faster. I'm just trying to be better at making the lap. Yep. And then as yeah. I get better and more comfortable with cornering, you know, then at some point we'll move on to, you know, your road Atlantas and, and bigger tracks like that. But I just, I just can't justify the money right now as, as a complete novice. Yeah. I completely understand that. It's not a cheap event. So now I'm going to turn the coin over. Yes. Because you're the planner. Okay. <laughs> Gettysburg's coming up. Gettysburg's coming up. Yeah. You excited? Yeah, I'm really excited. Love to go up there. We're doing our, you know, meetup up there for the second time. We're going to go see uh, Dangerous Dave. Old Man Slacker's coming over. Kenny's supposedly coming. You? Kenny's coming down. Steve Case. You? Oh, is Steve Case coming? He's one of the ones I'm counting on for the cabin. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. It'd be awesome to see everybody go up there. Um, I know Dangerous Dave pinged me about meals for, uh, he's planning stuff out for meals. And right. I think he was, or I haven't heard, but he was planning on going down and finding a loop for us to take a loop ride again. So that's his plan is he's going to do the, the riding plan. And so, yeah, it should be a good time. And, and it's supposed to be you, me and Rico this year. Yep. Yep. And, uh, I already got our plan of route from when we meet in Mount Airy and heading up on Friday. Going to have a nice, take you guys on a nice little fun twisty road out of, uh, Staunton, Virginia. And, uh, Stan. Stan? They pronounce it Stan. All right. I was corrected when I stopped at a hotel once. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not not up on 81. This is... um. This is... Over on 58. Oh, okay. 58, Mount Airy. I gotta find where I'm at. Raleigh Durham. See, I got the map up. I'm zooming in, trying to find where I'm going. You're the planner. Um, yeah, I am. Um, yeah, so this is, that's what we're going to do. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. Stuart, Stuart, Virginia. That's it. Stuart, Virginia. Okay. Yep. yep. Stuart, Virginia. There's a road that we're going to go up and then we're going to get on the Blue Ridge Parkway and kind of take the, uh, a leisure ride up to Blue Ridge. Because, you know, coming back, we're all going to probably just get on the interstate and hightail at home. Yeah, Which, I'm, I'm still a little undecided, to be honest. I I should go north by rights, but I got to figure that out. Well, you do what you got to do, but I will be, well, I got to head south, so. Um, well, and I was looking forward to another day with the three of us riding, so. Yeah. Got to look at that. All right, we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> change my plans here no i don't care so yeah so that's uh that's our plan for gaysburg so it should be a good time if you're in the area in gaysburg i mean hit us up let us know yep so what thursday night we're gonna leave so i'm gonna leave from work you're gonna leave after work yep we're gonna go to mount airy got the hotel all set up in mount airy then we're gonna get up and is we're it gonna mount airy or stewart nope mount airy okay comfort in mount airy and then we're gonna Leave out Mount Airy. Go, oh, oh! before we leave Mount Airy, I'm taking you to Cracker Barrel so you can get a proper breakfast. <laughs> okay. You're going to have a proper breakfast. As long as it doesn't affect our timetable. 
Well, you just can't stay up all night drinking. No, definitely not. So, and then we're going to uh, back road it all the way up to, to Stewart and then uh, some cool roads. I I do a lot of riding up in that area. So there's, there's a road I want to take you guys on that's a real fun road. So w- wait, what's, I'm confused. What's the plan at Stewart? Or that's just where we pick up the highway? That's where we pick up the road that I'm taking. Oh, okay. Because I was like, wait a minute. We're not staying over Friday. We're going all the way to Gettysburg on Friday. Yeah. Okay. So we're, so we're kind of going to Mount Airy meet with with the three of us, and then we're kind of going north, east a little bit, and then yep. back a little bit. So it's going to be kind of a roundabout way. So if you want to look at the road we're going to take, we're going to take Route 8. So I, I will look. So in Stewart, we're going to take get over there, and then we're going to take eight up to Floyd, and um, not all the way to Floyd, but um, about six miles before Floyd, there's the Blue Ridge Parkway. We're going to get on the Blue Ridge Parkway, so you pretty much go up uh, by Woodline, Woodwine, and it's a very, you know, it's a very fun road. Did you know the Wood Brothers Racing Museum is in Stewart, Virginia? I did. I did. Oh, that'd be a cool stop. Can't do it this time, my friend. No time. No, but I'm saying that would be cool. We 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 got miles to cover. We got this distance to make. But <laughs> yeah, we do. You know, but like we we're going to take the Blue Ridge Parkway all the way up to um uh what is it? Pretty much before the Skyway joins in there so where is that going to be you ever been on 40 in that area yes wow look i at have that i have <laughs> it's got some cool looking turns yep so i've done 40 i mean a lot of that i've done so that's why i'm like nice yeah that's eight's a really good one it's kind of off the direct path it's up hills twisties mm-hmm. and you know some pots, I think they just blacktop last time I was in. So, yeah, we're going to go up to uh, Waynesboro. It's pretty much where we're going to get. Once we get to 64, take 64 over 81 again. 81 or, or I think I maybe telescope 340. I don't know. We'll figure it out when we get there. But 787 we'll see how... looks cool, too. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I can't wait. Can't wait to ride that. Yeah, those are some fun roads. I mean, that's uh like I said, our group the group I ride with, um, we we do a lot of stuff in that area in Stewart, Metals Dan, all in that little little region. So yeah. Nice. And it's a busy July because I have so I have three or four weeks back to back. So there's the track day, followed by Gettysburg, followed by Robert. My buddy Robert and his dad will be here and I'll be taking a, an overnight ride with them. And then the last weekend of July will be um, Antique Motorcycles on Main in Chesney. So I was hoping to do that at least one day as well. So that's just July all spoken for. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and that's where I've been at. I mean, I'm at week number two of doing something. Yeah. And I got two more, you know, maybe five. I don't know yet. So it's... Uh, Summer's going to blink by. It's going to be blinking by. Next thing you know, it's going to be 2020. Yep. Yikes. All right, is that it with Gettysburg, I think? That's all I got for Gettysburg. I don't think I have anything else. All right, well, I have one more update I want to sneak in before I, I pepper you on your West Virginia trip. 
All right. What you got for me? What you, you got for our listeners? Well, that's our, our good buddy, Jay Webster, has decided his base bike for the next build. Oh, And this yeah. isn't really news. If you're following him, this came out back in the early part of April. But I know we, we wanted to mention it and that he is now working on a Ducati 1199 Panigale. I can't wait to see what he does with that one. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting build. I, I think he's got some um, you think, challenge ahead of him to figure out what to do. You think that one's on deck for the hand-built show this year, the one upcoming? I don't know. Because that would be April again, or is it February? That'd be April. Oh, it is April. That'd be April. Back with the MotoGP. That's the same if they... Come yeah, back. They, they haven't noticed the schedule, but I'd fear MotoGP would be back at the same time. Yeah, yeah. If they come back, probably be that same weekend. So yeah, it's uh, it'd be interesting to see what he does. I don't know. I know he, you know, we talk with him on and off, and I know he's got a lot of stuff planning and trying to do a lot of things. So yeah, he's a busy man. And I know when he was out to California for. The quail cereal? Was that the one? The quail? The last one. I know he picked that up. That was the OG, wasn't it? Uh, nope, there's one after that. There's one that was after it. I thought. One of them's beginning. One was earlier in the year, and then there's the one that's second. I can't remember which one it was. But he was out for one of the first one in the year and had issues. And then he had to go back out. And when he went back out, he bought some bikes. Gotcha. So I'm not going to the details on that because I don't know what's been noticed, but he's, uh, he bought some bikes. Yeah. It's going to be some cool stuff. So, so we'll be waiting patiently for that <laughs> or mm-hmm. in, impatiently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So follow him. And we'll see what he can get on, and maybe we can get him back on and talk about some stuff. Yeah, we're due for an update, for sure. We are. All right, John, you were in West Virginia this weekend. I was. And it looks like you met up with one or 30 people. <laughs> How was it overall? It was a good time. Um, it was the uh, mo- bunch of motor bloggers. Um, okay. uh, Colin. Bronco Ride, that's a member of the, you know, riders, um, pinged me and said, hey, they're doing this meetup and gave me some information and invited me along. So, And what was the town? Where did you guys meet up? So we met up in Oak Hill, West Virginia, which is just a little bit north of um, Beckley. Okay. Oak Hill. Is there a racetrack there? I want to say there is. Not a NASCAR track. No, no, I think there's a road course there. Uh, that I don't know. I didn't see one. I didn't see one there. But it's, you know, it's up 70, 64, um, 19, up into the, up into the, near Fayetteville, uh, West Virginia as well. Yeah. So it's a nice little town. Uh, Nice roads. My goodness. So. Let's see. Just over the range. I'm just looking. I, it sounds like 
the name sounds familiar. Like there's a. What you might realize is that there's the New River Gorge Bridge there. Right. So we went to that. Um, and that is the. Let me see what the landmark is. It's a kind of steel arcing bridge, one of the longest and highest in the world. Spanning the New River Gorge. Mm. And I think they had a thing that says you to height between the water and the bridge is like you take the uh, Washington Memorial and then two Statues of Liberties is how high up it is. Wow. You have a picture of that, right? I saw something on Facebook. Yep, I have a picture. Never took from the visitor's overlook. And I guess there's somehow a road that you can get down into Gorge to be down lower. We didn't do that. So, yeah. Send me one of those. Yeah. So, it was a, there was about 25 um, motor bloggers that came uh, North Carolina, uh, Maryland, Pennsylvania. We had two come from Connecticut. Okay. Who was, Uh, who was the farthest? Uh, the guys from Connecticut were farthest. Uh, Patrick, uh, Orvis 128 is, or Orvis 128 is his screen name. And then there was another guy that actually was an interesting story was last night I was handing out, um, cards, you know, saying here, listen to the show and a guy, Mike said to me, you're that John. <laughs> you're John. <laughs> you're you're John from Law Pipes. I'm like, yeah. And he had no idea, so it was kind of really cool. So, you know, when he hears it, you know, great seeing you. It was a uh, fun times. So I'm trying to find his um, and I'm not sure if he's a blogger because I don't see it on the main list. Yeah, of what it was, unless it's something else. So. If I missed it, I'm sorry, my friend. Yeah, I was just going to mention, you may miss a name or two, but we'll put a link in our show notes to all the people who attended. Yeah. So everyone and, can check out their, their channels. Yeah, and the uh, it was going to come out, it was kind of neat, was I'll give a shout out to uh, Bodine52. Um, let's see here. Uh, DB Best 1As and... Uh, uh, Harley Dayrider was the guys that were the main guys and focusing and setting up the this meetup this time. Nice. And uh, Happy Jack was going to come that we had met that I met you know back in 2017, but unfortunately he had some uh, he's had some recent medical issues, so he didn't make it. So I wish him well. He was missed. Yep. I meant to ask you, is NC Stoney, is he part of this group or is he part of the Moto Nobodies? No, he's part of this group. Uh, this group. Okay. Yeah, he was, um, uh, I know he had some other commitments, so he couldn't make it. So. All right. Yeah. So what did you guys do? Was this a ride focused? Was it a uh, meetup focused? I'm, so was, I'm sure you took a ride, right? Yeah, we took a ride. So, um. It was on offensive when I was going to arrive. Uh, I kind of bunked with uh, Bronco. And uh, so he said he was going to come out Thursday night. So I, that's how we, we went out to Thursday night, hung out. And then Friday, we got, you know, a lot of people came in Thursday more than they expected. Right. So we actually did a group, group ride um, on 
Friday and throwing out stuff. And when Bronco said they're doing this ride, they were talking about doing the back of the dragon. I was like, oh, well, I know the back of the dragon. I can, you know, that's cool. Let's go do it. Well, when the route came out, it kind of didn't have the back. It had a different loop up in West Virginia. <laughs> so we actually Friday got together and we went down and met another guy, uh, JT Southern Fried, uh, that actually lives over in the part of Virginia, the, the southwestern part of Virginia. And he knows those roads. So we started talking. We said, okay, let's go do this loop. And we went down and we were, we went, we're going to go do the back of the dragon. We took like 19 all the way down to Taswell, Virginia, where the back starts and then went down the back to Marion. And we're going to go down to Troutdale to a place, uh, Sarah's Fox, Sarah's um, general store. That's a really great place. Love going there. That's where you got good barbecue, right? Yeah, she, it's a local place. She's awesome. It's a 1900, giving a shout out to her, a 19, early 1900s building, general store. Um, she makes everything fresh. Uh, it's all local mm. product. So it's nothing like she doesn't have like the U.S. food truck show up and drop off food. It's like she gets it all local. Now, when you say the the back of the dragon, just for reference for people, what mm-hmm. route number is that? That is route 16. 16 in, Virgi- in Virginia, right? In Virginia. Yep. Because it's pretty much from Taswell all the way Marion. to Marion. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. Yep. And the back of the dragon is, is, um, 300 and some odd turns over 33 miles. Um, but the thing is, is that you, uh, not littered with cars like the tail of the dragon. Well, it's not littered with cars that much as, as bad. Um, but the thing is, is that it's, well, hey, I'm wrong. It's 438 curves. It also looks like a very much a secondary road. It is, and it's, it's, I'm sorry, so it's uh, 32 miles with 438 curves, um, and you also go up and over mountain ranges. Mm. So, you know, you are going uphills and downhills, so it's not like, it's not, like the, it's not uphill one way and downhill the other way, if you come back. Right. I'm trying to find the exact number. I, there's the... I'm trying to figure out what it is. Oh, it's really nice. If you're on Google Maps looking at the, the street view. Yeah. They went through there in the fall. Yep. Oh, it looks gorgeous. And it's getting bigger. Um, and the thing that I'll say about the back of the dragon over the tail of the dragon is that, you know, and I, we maybe talked about it before, is that since the secondary roads, like you're saying, you have roads, driveways coming into the road. Yeah. So you got to watch out more for gravel, debris, stuff running out, you know. So it's not like the tail where it's just like. It's through a park, like a national park, isn't it? Some no, it? no, the tail is not through a national park. But there's um, no, but there's no roads coming in from the side. Correct. There's no roads coming in from the side. Yeah, I can see where that would be a little unnerving that, you know, you're, especially if you're trying to have a spirited ride. Yeah. On a place like that, and then all of a sudden someone's backing out of their driveway. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not someone's backing out of driveway. They're coming into the road. So, I mean, that's the, right. that's the bigger thing. Or, you know, gravel's been tossed onto the road. and Yeah. And it's starting to get bigger. I mean, they're doing stuff. The back of the dragon is actually now the, the like, official 
welcome center to build a new welcome center. They got a new dragon. They just really put out. Mm. Um, so they're trying to do it and um, getting commercial. Yeah, it's getting bigger. It's getting more known. So it's kind of cool. Um, and then it goes to like Hungry Mother State Park. Is it's at the top at near Marion. So you got that, that. That's what I was thinking of. I knew there was a state park somewhere on one of these roads. Yep, yep, yep. That's that'd be the one Hungry Mother. So. That's near the end, near Marion. Got it. Oh, this looks gorgeous. I gotta go. Do we have time to do this on the way to Gettysburg? No. <laughs> uh, How about coming back? Uh, so, I'll give you my opinion about doing twisty roads and when you should do them. If you're going to get a tactical road, you do it first thing. Yeah, I know. Because you get tired out. You, you get tired out, and, they, and then you'll get doing something stupid. I mean, could we do it? Well, I mean, doing something stupid is kind of a given. <laughs> I mean, you mean more stupid than normal? I mean, we probably could. Let me figure it out. No, it takes us too far. No, it takes us too far north. Going or coming back. Well, either way, because you, we could go over to eighty-one. You know, as Marion, it's more. It's more northwest than what we want to go. And then you're going to go north, and then you got to come back somehow. Well, I could do it. If you, it, I'll just put it this way it's either that or the Blue Ridge Parkway. So, which one you want to do? Well, I'm, we I'm looking at it now. No, it's west of 77. That's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, the only way you could do it is we go up 77, sitting here thinking about it. You kind of go over there. 77 to take 81 south to Marion and then up to Tazewell, take 460 and take 460 all the way up into 219, up to 64 and then come back across 81. Yeah. So, I say we plan it for another day. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't look like it's going to work. And I can, we can just go up there and make a whole nice little loop. I can, I got more than one that we can do. All right, let's do it that so, way. Sorry, keep going. So anyway, so yeah, that's uh, that. Um, we did unfortunately have a few mishaps. Uh-oh. What uh, the people were... The first one went down in West Virginia. The first person did, and I'm not going to call it names, so I'm not going to call people out, but, you know, um, er, I'll first say everybody's okay. That's good. Everybody was able to get up. Um, the bikes were rideable. Um, so that was, that's a good point. So, um, the, now these were like, like single bike events, like no one ran into another car or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. Right? They're all single bikes, uh, going into turn. Okay. And I, I know the first one was a low side. Okay. Uh, misread the turn. He said on turn and he just kind of slid and went into gravel. Okay. Um, he, you know, geared up, so he was okay. Pretty much got the we got the bike straightened out, and you know, I, at that point, I was in the back. Uh, I was I was sweeping, um, and JT was leading, and and he lives in the area. So if you live in the mountain roads, you ride them. I mean, you you know it, yeah, you know it. So you are comfortable. So uh, it's you know it's. It's you ride your own ride in your group. That's what I'm going to preach: is don't don't try to keep up with everybody else. If you 
don't know the roads, yep. don't try to keep up. So were these incidents on the group ride or just getting there? No, on the group ride. On the group ride, okay. On Friday, it was on the group ride. So it took a while. It took a little bit. And then the second one was actually on the back of the Dragon. Uh, we just left Tazewell. Um, one of the big ones coming south from Tazewell down to Marion is you come down this big, you know, it's a big sweeping right-hand turn elevation up and kind of going up the side of the mountain. Um, got to the top, and there was a turn that went to, I can't remember how it went. I think it went um, to the left, kind of up over bank, back to the right, and back around to the a right turn and around a hill. And I, I was third. I mean, he was in front of me, but the two people in front were a little running a little spirited pace. <laughs> so I was kind of leading the more keeping the group t- more together and and how i did it um just goes back to irishman's riding with him and yeah. him leading is always the speed of the group is the fastest the slowest person you know don't you know keep an eye on your group if the person that's not if somebody's going slower you slow the whole group down you keep everybody together you leave together you come home together that's his philosophy and i guess riding with him that's how i've kind of grown leading well and it's it's what we we talk about almost every show you have to ride ride your own ride you have to be know your own limits and ride within your own comfort zone right whether you're on the road track or elsewhere yeah so um it's that's the thing he was just trying to keep up and he got some road rash we benched him up and you know, it took us a little while to get him back up. His um, bike, he was a little more, had more damage than the first one. And his handlebars actually were bent. Um, mm. What kind they, of bike was that one? It was uh, the Iron 883. Oh, okay. Schwarzer. So um, he was going to continue on. Um, I was leaning towards saying, no, you shouldn't go on. Um, and I was t- talking to Bronco about it and another person, cause we we're farther down the hill. Cause I came around and I went off to a safe spot to stop. Some people just stopped like right where it happened. And <laughs> you know, we'd had traffic and, and that's one thing I'll say, if you are in a group, you know, traffic wise, you know, make sure you got somebody on both sides of the road directing traffic so that nothing else happens and clean up, you know, just kind of. And people are very polite. They, a lot of people check to make sure that we're okay and we need anything. So we just, that's, you know, what we did. And then he got back on the bike and then he rode down and realized his bars were twisted and he realized, well, I'm not going to go on. And then, you know, the other thing is nobody gets left behind. I mean, so somebody was going to go back with him. And in fact, like four people went back with him and took him back to, um, Oak Hill back to the hotel and they tried to straighten out the bars. They tried to straighten it out with using ratchet straps. And I think I heard they broke two ratchet straps by trying to straighten the bars. Oh, geez. So, and then the next day we did a big group, the, the kind of the meetup ride and he actually rode that ride. So, okay. So all in all, not too bad. A couple of spills it sounded like, but they were all, yeah, all unharmed. It, yeah. And then the other bad part that happened was, where we stopped, I mean, where I stopped was a gravel road. 
the road was kind of leaning to the right, you know, slope to the right. Yeah. So people needed to turn around, and two people actually dumped their bikes turning around. Just oh. kind of. Oh, that's yeah. like when you and Rico were in the meetup that time. Yeah, yeah. So one of the guys actually was in that meetup. Um, uh, his name's just um, uh, his YouTube channel is Bones. Okay, and um, he had that uh, street glide that, and when Rico listens back, he'll remember. Is <laughs> you know he dumped it like that time four times, over like two days. Right. And uh, now he, he gets old. Yeah. So he just got frustrated, upset. So he said he actually got on the bike and went home. And I think after hearing from him, I mean, he was tired, dehydrated, because I think he drank a lot. And then he just slept like yeah, a lot. So actually, he has got, excuse me, got rid of his street glide and bought a wide glide. And he dumped it where he dumped it wasn't like, it didn't do much, any damage, just hit the crash bar and it was that going down the hill, sloping back up and just unnerving. And then, um, yeah, he just, just made me think of something that, that uh, is one, that's one part of the interceptor that I really like making the change is that the bike is over 200 pounds lighter. Yeah. And it's more capable than my other one was. So, I mean, if you're going to ride a seven to 900 pound bike, you got to be ready for it. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those interesting things. Um, so ride your ride, be comfortable. And you know, a lot of the riders that was in the group and motor bloggers are riding Harleys, you know, road glides, street glides, yeah. uh, some sportsters was in the group. Um, another lady, was there on a, a spider RT, but she didn't ride in the group. I think she just rode down from Pennsylvania. Um, there's a Ducati scrambler, um, a Kawasaki, uh, X HX or the H2 was there. H2, uh, like the, the touring version, the SX. I don't remember that one. I don't remember. So I have luggage on it. It did not have luggage. Could have been a regular H2. Yeah, it could have been just a regular H2. I didn't look into it. So, um, but yeah, and then Sunday or yesterday we did a um, DB um, Best 1A, did a um, planner group ride out, and I come to find out Friday night. Um, Bronco was talking to one of the organizers about, well, we might need another person to do a group ride mm-hmm. to lead um, because their plan was how they did it was they were going to break it up into multiple groups. Like there's going to be a fast group and then there's going to be, you know, a new media group. And they also had another group that they kind of did a poll on Facebook to figure out if you wanted to even go slower. And most everybody was in a intermediate group, medium group. Right. So the fast group, they had their set. They had like eight, and then there was like 16 left for the intermediate. So they needed another leader. They kind of, I kind of got volunteer told that I was going to lead. <laughs> Voluntold. <laughs> Voluntold. Um, but, you know, I was willing to do whatever, you know. I, I had no qualms with it. And I, and I had um, my only, as I said, my only request was if I'm going to lead whoever's 
sweeping. I want them on my comps. I don't care who it is. Just, I need that person on comps. It just makes life easier to go lead the group. Right. Just, you know, I can't, you know, as you're leading, you got three bikes. You can see about three bikes behind you. Usually but when they start getting farther back, you can't see. So the, my group I had was myself, uh, Bones, and then there's uh, another couple that actually live in the area, which was really awesome. And I'll get to that here in a second. And then I had uh, Bone Eating 52 and, and Colin or Bronco Ride with me. So the five of us pretty much all rode on Friday. So I was already comfortable with the group. I was like, uh, yeah, this is going to be nothing. Uh, so it was like groups of five, six. Yeah, I think the big group was. Take? Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's more manageable because when you were originally telling me how many people were there, I was like, "Wow, that's a big group ride." If yeah. you don't all know everybody, each other. Yep, yep. So it's it was manageable, and that was kind of a smart way of doing. It. I thought, well, you, if you it, and it's just you know if you don't know everybody and everybody doesn't do it, like I mean, I did the group ride with the Moto Mina last year um, here, and we had eighty, and I had blockers, and yep. you know it was stressful. And if I had those guys with me or we plan or that was planned out, that's my opinion. You get a big group and you got the leaders and blockers all lined on the same page. I mean, you can handle it. Yeah. And you can make the group of 25, but this was more manageable. Nice. Where, where'd you guys stay? What was the lodging like? So we stayed at Comfort Inn in Oak Hill. Oh, hotel this time. Not, yeah. Not yeah, camping. Yeah. They all camped or no, we, we hotel. There was a, Two guys actually um, stayed at a went camping, and then there was uh, three other guys at another hotel. Was that so, the five star crowd? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I I don't know. That's where I'd have been. I bunked with uh, with Bronco because <laughs> when he was talking about, it, I said, um, and I sent a message. Said, so you want to share a room? I might snore. Um, Wait, might. You need to say, I do snore. Well, I don't know. Nelly tells me I don't snore. When you're tired, like on a road trip, you snore. All right. Well, you're going to have fun Friday night, the Thursday night then, huh? Bring your earplugs, okay? Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been wearing, I don't know if we talked about that. I've been wearing earplugs more and more on the bike. Yeah, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? Oh, the wind noise just kill me. I can't, I yeah. just can't stand it. Yeah, so that's what the group was and then um you know we did the group ride yesterday and i put it in the garment and kind of had some issues with it and there's actually we we were supposed to turn left and actually turn right because i was following the fast group because the fat we had a different route no they um they stopped at uh, a state park and we get there and the guys on the comms were like why are we stopping i'm like well we're supposed to and he's like let's keep going yeah. Everyone want to keep going? Because we just got on the bike like ten minutes, like twenty minutes ago. We just got going. It's like okay, we're stopping already. It's like no, no, let's keep going. It's like why? Yeah, why are we stopping? So we're like, I asked, we checked, and everybody's like, yeah, let's go. So we continued on. Um, and and the one thing I gave the person that planned it, and I know Ted talked about this from Motorcycle Man about using base camp because that the he planned it in base camp. Um, if you're using planning the map. On base camp, make sure when you pick a waste spot that you make sure you get on the road that you want it on. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> we actually got going down the road and says, take a left. 
and then take immediate right. And it was like across the railroad track and down some like side residential road. And like, I actually did it and I probably shouldn't have. So it's partly my, uh, it is my fault that we screwed up. So we kind of like, I kept going. I'm like, there should be a road to take us back across back onto the main road. And there wasn't, there wasn't, we finally just turned around and there's people sitting in their, the, on the porch and they were watching us, you know, five bikes turn around <laughs> laughing yeah. at you. Well, we were kind of like, yeah, that was probably their enjoyment of the day. I mean, they're doing yard work and here we, these bikes are doing a U-turn. So, uh, uh, yeah, so we did that. And then, uh, at that point, the fast group caught back up to us. And, um, I did the way that, uh, Irishman also kind of did with blockers last year was everybody goes in the group ride, you go single file near the white line. So the blockers could come on the left of you near the yellow lines to pass. So kind of went that, so they didn't, so they could pass us without going over, you know, into the other lane so much onto incoming traffic to kind of let them go in front of us. Right. So then I followed behind them and they actually turned and I guess something wasn't right with the directions I heard. And so anyways, that was okay. So we got to lunch. It was probably good because if we kept going, it was another, if we went the other way, it would have been another hour and it was already like noon. <laughs> so it was just like, okay. And then we got done with lunch, and since we had the locals with us, we said, hey, you know any local road? I mean, because we, we were going to meet dinner at like 6 o'clock, and it was like 2 o'clock. We had like four hours to shoot. And they're like, yeah, we could take you down this road. And oh, my goodness. I mean, the road they took us down was awesome. Mm. So uh, Brian and Donna, you know, if you listen to the show, thank you again. You're awesome, you know, people to hang out with and just take us on the road and the ride and just unbelievable nice i mean i could go up there and spend probably a week up there riding around <laughs> good riding huh yeah and then this morning got up i mean well we got back last night we went to dinner place was the place that we went to eat was awesome unfortunately mismanaged with orders and back end that i think i waited like two hours for my food there's like yeah, with a group that big. Well, did you all try to sit together or did you split yeah, it up? We sat together. We had like they they made reservations and we had two tables and they uh took our orders, put it in. I think another table came in. I don't know. I don't exactly know what happened. I just know that some place something got confused. Our orders got lost or misplaced. I don't know. I mean, so I mean pretty much I was one of the last ones. Well, I was one of the last ones to leave. Um so gotcha. yeah, and then uh, got back to the hotel. Uh, Bronco was there, and he's like, "I mean, they're all hanging out, you know, outside the hotel drinking beer the night before." And Bronco drank more, and he usually drinks, and so he was feeling it, you know, Saturday. <laughs> and then he gets up in the hotel, and he's like, "Oh, I'm tired. I, I, I don't know. You going back down?" I said, "No, probably not." And I mean, he goes, "I think I'm passing out," and he passed out, and he was gone. Um, and he started snoring. So, Franco, <laughs> if you listen to the show, Norway. I didn't tell you this in person, but <laughs> and that and, and no qualms. I mean, because I, I mean, you do the same. I, I might do the same, and we had no problems. I mean, we were we got along great. Um, the interesting thing I'll say is that a motor blogger, and he has like equipment. Um, so in the hotel, you know, they usually have a table set, uh, a desk for you to work on. 
Yeah. Um, when he got there Thursday night and every night he took over the whole table with charging all his electronics. <laughs> I mean, nice. he has uh, you know, he has the drone, so it has multiple batteries for the drone. Um, all his cameras, and then- I think at least two GoPro sessions, a GoPro Seven, some other GoPros, Senna's. Oh no, he has a Senna Ten C Pro. Um, so that's cool. And to give you give a thing a shout out here with these guys, or when they put them up, I know we're ahead, but check out uh, Bronco Rides page and Bodine Fifty Two site um, because at some point in time when they get the video out. The three of us were blogging together, so it was a tri blog <laughs> on audio coming back yesterday because we were having conversations like all day yesterday, and was interesting was I was leading, so I started talking with you know riding. I'm started talking with my right, my left hand. I was just you know talking with these guys, and I'm talking with my hand and the uh, other two guys. Other two people that were uh, uh, not on comms, they're trying to figure out what hand signal I was doing. <laughs> You're just waving your hand around. <laughs> I was, and it was this. It was this fun. They're like, "We're trying to figure out the hand signal you're trying to do," and I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I was talking. <laughs> we're having a conversation." I was hand talking. So it was it was cool, and and it was interesting because there's one segue that we came into, um, something with military. I, I think, um. Uh, Bodine uh, said something about military, and I kind of segued it, and it's like it's like we've been recording like normal, like we record often together. That's funny. So it'll be up on two channels. I don't know Simul- what simulcast. I, 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 I have no idea. <laughs> I just know that that's the plan. I mean, I know Bronco listened to the audio last night, and I heard some of it and talking about it. So cool. Yeah, so that's uh, that's there. So what else you want to talk about? I was going to let you catch a breath there. <sighs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't have any other specific questions. I was going to let you catch a breath, and we can we can take a break. And if we come up with more, we'll come back to it. All right, let's go. How's that sound? Sounds good. I'm eat mice. Eat some ice. Drink some of that water. And before we hit the break, I forgot to give the teaser earlier, but I have sound. From the GPR exhaust pipe on my VFR. We will play that after the turn. Okay. All right. Let's take a moment here and recognize the people who continue to make our show possible. And we do that by thanking the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. That would be the first five. Marcus, Rickard, Edward, Jebby, and Zion. Thank you, fellas. Slack pack would be Chuck, Nobby Tire, Chad, and NC Rambler. Barbershop is Steven and Jacob. Loud Pipes Racing is Sean Birch and Old Man Slacker. And then we have Steve, Micah, Kenny, Dangerous Dave, Bronco Ride, Rich, Joe, Tony, Jed's Moto, Scott, Tim, and Sir Mike. That makes up our riders group. We have Darren, the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Kale and David round out the insiders. And we appreciate all the support, no matter the size. And if you're interested in... Sorry, and if you find some value in Loud Pipes, you can show your support and join this group by visiting loudpipes.net forward slash donate. See what happens, John, when I don't have a beer, I get all tongue-tied. Well, hey, let me me read something here real quick. Okay. So this is off the back of the dragon.com website, talks about 
says the terrain. The first climb is impressive with both sides of pavement thick with kutsu. We have kutsu in North Carolina, but it but this is as thick as we ever seen. The back of a dragon is touted, trouted as having 32 miles of twisties instead of 11 on the tail. In truth, we're the 12 miles of twisties with a couple of slight sections in between. The 32, 32 come from counting the entire distance from Taswell to Marion. Heading south on VA 17 or VA 16, crossing two clutch clinch mountain range ridges. Thompson Valley lies at the elevation of twenty eight thousand or twenty eight hundred feet. The first ridge is a modest climb to thirty two hundred feet. Okay. Then there is a slow descent to next value valley valley at twenty one hundred feet. There are twisties, guardrails, gravel, and deer the entire four miles. Two miles later, you climb and twist, return with even more deer, <laughs> which I didn't see, but that's the other thing. Two miles into the climb, the roadway crosses the second ridge at 3,050 feet, and then descends again to 2,000 feet. The road then climbs again to the next ridge at 3,400 feet. Hmm. The highest point at the back of the dragon, and then finally descends three and a half miles and in Hungry Mother State Park. Huh. So, so that is the terrain. Right, so send me that link. I'm gonna put it in the show notes. We'll do. And and talking about deer, I forgot to tell you this one. So <laughs> I was leading yesterday, and I'm coming around a turn. I look over in this in this yard, and I see a deer. I'm like, wow, that's a realistic looking deer. Oh no. It stood there, its head's turned. I get near it and boom, it jumps off. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, it is a deer. I had, I mean, it was no idea that, I mean, you know, I knew exit how it was, but it was just like, it looks like a statue. Huh. Like one of those um, decoy deer type of things. Yeah. I mean, it was just real. All right. So continue on with the. U um, turn. Um, U turn. Uh, you turn. I just wanted to read some feedback, and this was from a couple of weeks ago, but I didn't get to it. And the writer's name is Tom, and he says, "I really enjoy your podcast. You keep it light and informative. And congrats on the MPC win!" So, thank you for that, Tom. Um, we don't mention it often enough, but we did win the motorcycle podcaster challenge this year. It was a lot of fun, and the post review shows have been fun as well. Those will be out before long. Uh, Tom continues with, my riding season has been cut short this year. He's recovering from a total hip replacement. Best of luck on that. Yes, agreed. Sometimes I have to get up in the middle of the night to take a couple of pain meds. And if I can't get back to sleep, I listen to you guys. That's awesome. And let's see, he's just west of Toronto, Ontario. And in mid-April, he rode his 67 shovel bobber down to the congregation show in Charlotte. Ah, too bad we didn't meet up. That would have been cool. Yeah, next time, uh, Ping Rich, you might show up next time. Did we, I went this year, didn't I? What are you talking? Wait a minute. Most of my chops. <laughs> I did go this year. Uh, but he likes it. Said an awesome uh, show. It's a great venue. Weather was a little cold and damp, uh, but the ride home was nice and an easy ride through Ohio by the scenic byway. 
So that was cool. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate it. Awesome. Yes, thank you very much. All right, you want to hear my fantastic interceptor with the new exhaust? Yeah, so so what did you do with that? So I ordered a I ordered an exhaust system from GPR and it is Italian. And I believe they are the current Moto 3 winners. Like their pipe is on the current Moto 3 champion. Right. And I ordered the GPE 50th anniversary in titanium. So what did you have another question on that? Nope. Oh, that was it. Okay. And the nice thing is this has a, a pretty simple DB killer on the back. So a set of snap ring pliers off it comes, out comes the cone and then you're fully wide open race mode. And the cool thing is with the DB killer in, it still has a nice sound. So let's start with the stock sound for now. Stock interceptor. It rattles more than anything, and that was inside the garage, so probably not the same as listening outside. All right, now we have the the GPR exhaust with the DB killer still inserted. Better? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not too much louder than, than the stock, but it does have a little deeper tone, which I like. So I, I don't know which one it'll be long-term, but I've been riding it without the DB killer, which sounds like this. a little better a little better and it sounds really good at an idle there there are certain rpm something just fell (laughs) there are certain bands in the rpm range where it sounds really good and then there's a spot between i don't know what it is it's like between like four and five thousand it sounds weird it's just it kind of has this sound like a like a small pipe echoing into a big can Mm -hmm. that makes any sense it does but at an idle it has a nice rumble at six thousand, it sounds beautiful and then of course when the vtech kicks in it just wails and i love it and that sounds like this and of course all the wind noise you can handle because (laughs) like a bonehead I had my visor open on my helmet. Well, you gotta learn not to do that. But doesn't that quick shifter sound good? Yeah. One more. <laughs> Love it. So so are you sold on a quick shifter? Yes and no. Um when you wanna go fast and you're just gonna keep it wide open throttle there's nothing better i mean you just pin it you wind it up to the red line 
grab another gear and you just keep clicking it until you run out of nerve <laughs> with the throttle. So that part's a lot of fun, but you know, it, it's too clunky to use from first to second. It's sometimes too clunky to use from second to third. Right. You can't use it to downshift and I don't know. I, I don't find much value to it unless you're absolutely wringing its neck. So, I don't know. I would love to have it on the track bike. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Quick shifter up and down on the track bike. I get it. All day. That would be awesome. But out on the street, I don't know. It's kind of a parlor trick, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Why can't you downshift with it? It, do- it doesn't work that way on this bike. So, oh, oh, the quick shift doesn't work going down. That's right. Okay. Well, not on this bike. So on some bikes they do, but generally you have, it's generally throttle by wire. Right. So that way when you click down, it can blip the throttle a little bit. Okay. But the, the interceptor that I have, it's just cable actuated throttle. So there's no. There's no wire. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's not throttle by wire. So there's no blipper. Okay. I mean, they prop somebody probably makes one, probably expensive as well. But that's that's kind of the key. If you have the throttle by wire, then you can get the clutches up and down shifts, just right. basically with software. Right. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, it's a neat, it's a really neat feature to have. I mean, I've I've watched a lot of sport bike videos in the last year, and there are quite a few people that'll do clutchless upshifts anyway. Just break the throttle for a second and upshift it and go right back to it. I've watched right. a couple people. I think the guy's name is hero RR. If I remember correctly, he's got a, I think he's the one who has an RC Honda RC 51 and he was doing it the other day, clutches upshifts and he does not have a quick shifter. Okay. And it was very smooth. I was like, wow, well done. If you practice with it, probably is. Yeah, and the other thing is, I don't know, I don't know if it's a function of the quick shifter or just the bike itself. But this is the I'm trying to say this is the quickest revving bike or engine that that I've ridden or that I've owned. I mean, when you pull the clutch on this thing, the engine just dies like instantly. Hmm. There is no. It's almost like it has a tiny, like a tiny race flywheel on it. It might. So you, you take like a Harley or a, a better way to think of it is a streetcar. If you ever drive like a basic four cylinder with a manual transmission, they have massive flywheels on them. So like you, my WRX. I don't know if yours is a, is as big. So you, you put it in gear and you take off. So you're on the gas, you push right. in the clutch. And then it seems like the engine is never going to slow down, you know, kind of like, it's like pushing the clutch. And it's like, and it just slowly comes down off the revs. Okay. So the, this interceptor is not like that. It's like, as soon as you hit the throttle, it revs up instantly. And as soon as you let off, the engine just dies. I mean, it just falls to the idle. Hmm. So I'm I'm still getting used to the shifting on it because I have to remember that I can't make this long, lazy, slow shift like I did on the Harley because the engine 
you know, you wind it up to 6,000, you bring in the clutch. And before I click the lever down into the next gear, the tack has fallen all the way to idle. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you gotta be quick. And then you let the clutch out. And then of course it's a lurches because the RPMs were at a thousand and now it has to come back up to 5,000. Right. So you have to quick, you have to shift it quickly or, you know, give it, give it a little goose, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to describe. I've, it's the quickest, like I said, it's the quickest accelerating and decelerating engine that I've owned. And, and one of the few that I've ridden that acts like that. So I don't know if it's the function of the engine or if when you go to shift, the quick shifters, because I'm using the clutch, you know, it's still killing the ignition a little bit. And then that's letting the RPMs fall as fast as they are. Can't answer that, my friend. But it's taken me a minute to, to get, to get smooth on my shifting. Let's just say that. Have you gotten better? I've gotten better. And I pretty much after second gear, I always use the quick shifter going up no matter what I'm doing. So first to second, I'll use the clutch. And then unless I'm going really slow, I'll give it some gas and just knock it up without the clutch. So that part's gotten better, but I'm just going to smooth out the one, two. Yeah, I can totally understand that. But other than that, love the pipe. Got the luggage on. I've yet to use it, but I got to test it this week. Yeah, and and I hear you have something else going on with it. It was really hot. My first little zip around the neighborhood. I put the luggage on it, basically rode down two blocks, turned around and came back home, and the bag was so hot I couldn't touch it. And I wasn't gunning it. It was basically idling. Right. So I, I've since readjusted the, the exhaust, lowered it, you know, loosened everything up, lowered it as far as I can. I have good clearance now between the pipe and the bag. And I may reinsert the DB killer and then try to ride it to work one day this week and see how hot it gets. But got to have it ready for Gettysburg. Yeah, you do. You better have it ready. I mean, in a pinch, I could put the stock exhaust back on, but I really don't want to do that. I think you'll be okay. We've talked offline. I think you'll be okay. Yeah, especially if I put the insert back in the pipe. It'll have less airflow, be less of it blowing right on the bag. So as long as I'm not sitting in traffic, I think it's going to be fine. All right. What else you got? Have we talked about my little incident with a spider? Your little incident? And how I had to have some repair done? I think we talked briefly that you were, I think in the last show we talked that you were having work done. I don't know if we talked about it being done. So what did you have done? So, not sure if we talked about it, but anyways, the wheel bearings went on the front. On the front left, the wheel bearings went. It was going bad and actually uh, got that replaced uh, a week ago Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, because I was actually going to go to Florida, but that canceled. So, uh, 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 it wasn't because of the bike, but it was other issues. Changing plans. Scheduling. That's more. <laughs> so, um, got them done, and oh my goodness, I think they've been bad since the beginning. Oh, that bad, huh? Well, 
or it's been been bad for a while. Let's put it that way. Because I talked to the service manager about it, and you know, it was all covered under warranty, and and uh, they take care of me over there, Sporters. So, uh, you know, Mike's. I guess my original two year warranty has expired. Oh. So, and I already had the extended warranty. I had to, I bought the extended warranty and when you do extended warranty, you got to pay like 50 bucks for repairs. And, uh, you kind of said, Oh yeah. Um, this, and just kind of said, we backdated it and took care of it. I'm like, okay. So it was such an improvement. You think they've been bad for a long time. Yeah. Because it was like, and I asked him, you know, about the bearings and he says, well, when he ordered them, he actually ordered upgraded wheel bearings because as he explained, since Can-Am has the four-wheelers and the side-by-side stuff, I guess the wheel bearing that's using a Spider is the same size that they use in the four-wheelers or the mm-hmm. off-road stuff. And it's the same dimension, and they you know, are a little better quality. So he actually put, you know, got those ordered and put them in the Spider, and it rolls and seems like it has improved so much. Huh. Less drag, maybe a better bearing. Yeah, it's just like, oh, that's an improvement. And I also think it's affected the gas mileage. Hopefully in a good way. <laughs> it has. <laughs> I mean, I went when I went to last Sunday, I did a ride, and I was getting, I mean, we were kind of staying at speed limit, and I was getting 35 to 36 miles a gallon. And that's I'm a like, step up for that? I'm like, wow, better than the 30 I was getting and 31s. And this past weekend has kind of fluctuated up, you know, up and down with the 31s, 35. It's been better. It seems like I can do it. Now I can do, I can push the bike. And I did it today coming back. I was able to do 170 miles before the fuel light comes on. Nice. Yeah. I, I had, I had not had the fuel light come on the interceptor until Friday. And I was over. Well, the fuel light came on during the ride. I'm trying to think, when did it come on? It came on at some point, and then I still had a ways to go before I fueled it up. Oh, I know. So it, it came on on the way home, and I was like a few miles from home. So I finished riding at home Thursday, and then Friday morning I gassed it up, and I was at 182 miles. Yeah. So that was cool. Because I, I had read that they were more like, like 150 or less, especially if you're cranking it. It all depends on how you how hard you crank it and everything else in my book. So I think you can get like I'd say the gas light comes on around one fifty might be if you get higher. I mean that's that's kind of my thing. Yeah. And then you can push a little farther. I mean, today it came on at like one seventy one and it was just when I was pulling in the gas station to get gas. So I wonder what the threshold is. Like if they're trying to give you 50 miles, if they're trying to give you a certain amount of fuel. What do you mean? Look that up. Like when the fuel light comes on, what, like what is, I wonder what does that mean? Does that mean 50 miles? Does that mean half a gallon? Is that a full gallon? Usually it's right around a gallon. And I think they'll do whatever. So whatever gallon gets you. So if it's 50 miles, it'll give you maybe the 50 mile range. Yeah. I've never. I know my tank is 6.6, I think it is. Or, yeah, I think it's 6.6. And it gaslight comes on at, um, I think, about five and a half. 
Oh, so you okay. might be right. So that would be 50 miles. Yeah, that's that'd what be I, because I know that's miles. what uh, both of our cars, when the fuel light comes on, that's, I think that's what the manual says too, is that you're, they're giving you like a 50 mile heads up. Yeah, I know with the WRX that comes on, I watch it usually comes on, it was right around, um, right around the 50 mark. You're right. So, yeah. So, yeah. Interesting discussion there. All right. So. <laughs> Well, and I want to mention before I forget it, that uh, Tony T from the clubhouse, we are, we're going to have a show with him and Rico and maybe John, but I, I'm saying maybe John, cause this one's going to be very, very bike specific. And the idea is it's a little bit of an expansion on our eight days a week where we pick our ultimate garage, seven things to ride or drive plus the project. But this is going to be, you have to pick only one bike from each manufacturer. So we're going to do the major, you know, the top five, six major manufacturers plus a bunch of other ones. So I think we're up to like 15 or 20 different makes. And the show is going to be about what's your, what's your pick? What's the best of each manufacturer if you can only have one? So I think that'll be interesting. If you don't need me going into details, I'll, I'll give you based on looks and what I would, would say I'd take. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, you're certainly welcome to participate. Um, but I have to have Rico and, of course, I have to have Tony. So we're going to get our picks lined up before that. And we'll probably do this one. Probably, it's going to be after our July trips, maybe that first week in August. But, you know, we just ask everyone to kind of think about that. Think about what your pick might be from each manufacturer. And there, there's several ways you can look at it. You know, we, we've talked offline about you could pick based on, you know, what they're known for. Like, what's their bread and butter? What is the best machine that you think each one makes? Or you can purely go by your heart. You know, which one from each make speaks to you. And there's really no rules. We're just going to throw it out and, and see what everybody picks. Yep. Could be a segment. <laughs> well, not a segment. It's going to be a show. but. We had thought about doing it as a massive roundtable, but with the number of bikes we have to pick, I think we're going to keep it in-house plus Tony. So that'll be good. Yep. Sounds good, my friend. All right. Anything else? I have no no racing update. I guess it's just events, and we're at like an hour 20. So. All right. Yeah, what we got for events? What's coming up? What have we got next on tap? Uh, events are easy at this point. Loud Pipes meet up. July 12th through 14th in Gettysburg. All right. My track day is coming up here on the 6th. Okay. Uh, Antique Motorcycles on Main and Chesney. It's July 27, 89. Probably just be Saturday if I end up going for that. All right. John's going upstate New York August 9th for a couple days. Correct. Isle of Man TT in June of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sturgis, August of 2020. And then John has planned the next meetup already, September 18 to 21 in the in North Carolina mountains. Yeah. So, uh, uh, since talking about the, uh, man, you got your tickets yet? I do not have tickets yet. They're going on sale yet? I don't think so. I will. Okay. Look. All right. Just, just, just asking these questions. You know, and I, I meant to say this at the top of the show, but I'll say it now. Like, you know, I, I have to thank John again, almost every day. What I do. Because he's like, 
don't take this as a as a negative, but he's like the consummate admin nag? assistant. The nag? No, not the nag. Like John has this uncanny knack to understand or recognize when I'm not doing what I need to do. <laughs> if that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> like you have like this spidey sense that detects, okay, I don't think Rich is paying attention to X, Y, and Z. L- let me ping him. And almost always you'll be like, Hey, we've got X, Y, and Z coming up. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so thank you for keeping me straight. <laughs> it's the part I have. It's the of, planner in you, the organizer, the the planner, the organizer. Yeah. To get it done. I don't want it on my list kind of feeling. Yeah. No problem, man. And I so, try not to overdo you because I know that I, I've done that in the past and you've gotten kind of frustrated with me. You said, shut up. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. So I do a little prods here and there. Like Rich. Yeah. So yeah, it's a long, long way around of saying thank you. No problem, my friend. <laughs> All right. I would like to again thank the Riders of Loud Pipes for their continued support. And if you're interested in joining our group and supporting the show, we ask you to head on over to loudpipes.net forward slash donate and stalling for the button. Additional information for this episode can be found on our website, which is loudpipes.net slash 162 for this one. We have links there where you can leave us feedback, subscribe to the show, and of course, follow us on social media. All right, John, I'm going to put my kickstand up. What about you? I want, I want to turn the parking brake off, and I'm going to full throttle out. Full throttle out. Burnouts and wheelies for everyone. Yeah, man. Good night. Night. Thank you for listening. Please consider supporting the show. We offer generous rewards for your contribution. Find more details at loudpipes.net forward slash donate.